0: KTAR News, Newsmaker. We have a lot to talk about as we take our monthly meetup with Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone. Sheriff, let's start with this, the big number of what's referred to as officer-involved shootings happening in the Valley. Yesterday's OIS was the fourth shooting involving Phoenix Police in the past five days. That's your former agency, and based on the numbers since the start of the year, Phoenix PD is on track to set a new record for shootings involving officers. What's, what's going on here?
1: Well, I mean, I know it's it's common practice for us to try to project out when we see a trend or have issues of concern, but it's it's still relatively early in the year, so I always I've always taken this position, we have to look at each one of those circumstances individually and make sure that we're doing a thorough evaluation to determine not only is it um, justified, but was it necessary and and if so, you know, how can we find ways to mitigate that, to find, you know, potential options of non-lethal Force to stop it from happening, but unfortunately, law enforcement is in the business of trying to challenge, um, mitigate, and, and de-escalate violence, and oftentimes it leads to these tragic outcomes. So, take them one at a time. Take a look at them if you have issues of concern. You have to address them immediately. If people overreacting, you have to train them or determine if they're fit for this type of profession. Um, but I think it's premature for us to. We should be concerned, but premature for us to try to take those numbers and and, and you know them out through the year to say where we're headed. Um, hopefully this is just a, a, a glimpse of something that will diminish quickly and we'll get back on track. to being more of a peaceful community. Are all Valley agencies, for instance, yours, are you seeing an uptick in violent encounters among your deputies? I think we do see an escalation of aggression towards law enforcement. and, and, and I, you know, I get nervous talking about this issue because i got to find some wood in my house and knock on it because our agency has been very fortunate that you know, we haven't had any uh, deadly force encounters um, in quite a while now. But I will tell you, there's just an attitude towards law enforcement where more folks are willing to just challenge, to threaten, to be disrespectful, and to cause men and women in uniform to make difficult decisions, you know, assess to determine is this person really a threat to me or to somebody else? Why are they behaving so aggressive? You know, why are they non-compliant? But you see, and I, I think a lot of the things that, contribute to it are just the exposure and then the criticism of law enforcement trying to manage those circumstances. We're all human and although we may have training, if you're gonna put us in a position where we can make difficult decisions, there are gonna be times where those decisions you know could potentially be flawed or you're just forcing us to try to defend ourselves when it's unnecessary. So we're all responsible for how we treat each other to try to de escalate violence.
0: So do you feel overall particularly here in the valley that there has been an escalation of violence on the part of suspects?
1: Uh, I think it's more, I think it's nationwide. I think we're just seeing this, you know, when, when, you, when you say things that are unfair and overly critical of people who are empowered to do a difficult job, it becomes a contagious behavior where, you know, law enforcement gets painted with a broad brush. And and what happens is it almost it's almost as though those who are willing to challenge law enforcement Um, growing numbers and it becomes an acceptable contagious behavior. And then what happens is you see more violence. So do I think that's problematic across the nation? Absolutely. Because I think that there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of accurate criticism, but there's been a lot of unfair criticism of law enforcement. And, um, and until we kind of turn the tables back into a place where there's a mutual respect then, you know, we're not going to see less funds. We're going to see more. The other problem we have here is it's just the fastest growing community in the nation it has been for several years. So the increased population has increased incidents, and, and what we have is a decrease in law enforcement resources. So those are all a, a concerning, you know, concerning numbers that could be a perfect storm in the wrong circumstance.
0: Speaking of uh, escalating violence, you um after three decades in in law enforcement, how do you feel about going to Mexico, especially after these tourists were kidnapped and killed there? And what do you hear from your cross-border agencies about the fight against the cartels in Mexico?
1: Uh, well, if you're talking me specifically. I don't go to Mexico and then that's just to do, with, um, you know, the title in front of my name makes that a very risky proposition. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel, you know, that you can listen, you can walk out in front of your home in, you know, in the United States and, and see something tragic, get caught in a bad circumstance, but there's absolutely a higher propensity right now in Mexico for violence, you know, against Americans, in my opinion, in my experience, it has to do with money. It has to do with just, um, there where it's, there's more corruption. It's, there are good people, but there is a high volume of corruption. And the cartels grow in strength. So I think if you're making decisions on where you're going to spend your time, um, just be very conscientious. I have a lot of close friends who go there you know, on the regular and they never encounter problems. But I just, you know, I'm, I'm a risk adverse guy. So I try to make decisions to, to minimize the, the potential for violence against my family. And that's just not a, a destination I feel comfortable with. Sheriff, um, how about some updates on the new protocols in MCSO jails uh, that you have been launching to prevent contraband from coming in? How, for instance, are your detention officers reacting to that? Well, I've, I mean, I, when I talk to my staff, I haven't heard you know, much pushback. Everybody's a little bit uncomfortable because it's something new and it's, you know, it's more intrusive, we'll say. But if more intrusive means a uh, you know, safer community, then it's it's a great step. But I'll tell you, I'm really happy with our progress because when I made the statement, I was pretty aggressive with it. Um, Our team did a phenomenal job finding the most effective, efficient, and safe piece of equipment. Um, we were able to get those you know, kind of streamlined in a, in, a, in a purchase process. So we're on track to most likely have those before the end of the fiscal year, which is in June. And, and the only problem is going to be staffing up with, you know, we're going to be hiring outside security to, I should say outside, we're going to be hiring people to be security officers in our organization, not taking detention officers to run those machines. But, you know, let's not forget, we're going to be putting volunteers through there. We have a lot of other county employees who come in the jail. So it's not just for my employees. It's just in general to say, hey, everybody who enters the jail system will be checked and make sure no contrabands coming in. And, and hopefully that will save lives and, and just change the culture within so that it will diminish the violence also of those who are impaired because they can get their hands on drugs inside the jail system.
0: All right. Thanks so much. Once again, uh, Sheriff Paul Penzone.